Who doesn't love a heartwarming Cinderella story? There's something about that familiar trope of somebody who's overlooked becoming the unexpected hero that's a universal fascination that even goes beyond culture. There's something about Disney movies, whether it's Cinderella or Hercules, that really, it brings out a deep longing that each of us have. Now, I know that I'm just a 90s child, but whether you're a boomer or a Gen Zer, you have to admit, we're gravitated towards stories of a nobody becoming the somebody. There's hope in tomorrow, power in potential. No, whether it's when you're reading fairy tales to your grandkids or you're processing the reality you're currently living, have you ever found yourself longing for your own zero-to-hero story? It's a natural wish this time of year, especially as you look back and maybe your Christmas plans are already not going like you thought they would, already unraveling. You couldn't find that perfect Christmas present. Your Zoom work party was a bust. Your travel plans have been disrupted. That end-of-the-year project still left undone. And here you are, feeling more zero than hero, wanting to come through, but falling short. Maybe lost in all of this seasonal shuffle, you found yourself feeling more zero than hero. And you look back in regret, wishing you'd have spent more time meditating on the rest that your Messiah wants to give you instead of meandering through this mess. If self-pity is your life outlook right now, if your weaknesses are all you feel, if it feels like a zero is metaphorically stamped on your forehead, where is your hero? For forgotten and oppressed people, that unknown brings fear very much close to home. For the prophet Micah's hometown of Morasheth, such fear drowned them daily. There was no hero for those tiny towns of Judah. Their property taken away by people just coming and taking it. There was no due process. It was a legal system driven by bribery, not liberty and justice for all. Then they would watch as the people, their oppressors, their abusers who took their property would go up to the temple, give a sacrifice, seemingly wash things over with God. No hope, no justice, no hero. On top of all of that, there are these prophets, quote-unquote, from the Lord, who would preach messages of suppression, not salvation, being paid off by corrupt politicians and landowners. I can only imagine the amount of times the prophet Micah sat down face-to-face with people who had seen their homes taken away, people who were forced to live in fields and caves, people who all they had left were their tears and enough energy to muster up one heartbreaking question. Who would possibly 
want to help someone as insignificant and weak as me? And that heartbreaking question isn't just a question that was asked in Micah's hometown. It's a question we've all asked at one point or another. You hear that question when you feel like giving up and that struggle against sin. You feed that question when in self-pity and forlornness, you self-medicate, trying to find peace, but seeing that peace constantly slip away. Such feelings of being a zero, they're so dissociative. They drive us away from the people who love us the most. And such self-identification leads us to have a distorted view of who our God is and what he values the most. It's that zero-minded thinking that is around us more often than maybe we realize. Tell me if either of these next two conversations sound familiar. Somebody asks you, how are things going for you? And you respond with, well, things are busy, it's stressful, but I'll manage. Or the conversation happening in a grocery aisle near you, do you help finding anything? No, 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 I got it. I'll find it on my own as you proceed to spend the next 30 minutes finding it (laughs) on your own, which I don't know about you, but I've been there more times than I'd like to admit. But there's something about that element of our sinful nature that simultaneously will tell us how weak we are and drive us to despair and yet try to convince us that we can recreate ourselves from zeros to heroes entirely on our own. It's this sin-driven cycle that it starts with stress and then it progresses to pride then it falls to failure then it spins to self-pity and then it rolls to rejection Where is our hero in all this? Where is the Lord? And as our hearts continue to go in this centripetal motion around this sin-driven cycle, a lot of questions start popping up. Am I good enough for God's love? Do I need to help myself before God helps me? Do I need to find it within myself to love God and to love others as I should? Do I need to create peace within before I can have peace with Jesus? It's in this sin-driven, self-pity cycle that zero seems to be the sum of our life calculation. How can we change this narrative? How can you and I expect to be our own heroes? How can you and me, zeros by nature, become heroes? As the prophet Micah sat at his desk and he looked out the window at the weeping and hunched over reality of his hometown, his hero emerged. His people's hero would come from a place that nobody would expect. And this reality knocked Micah right off his chair. His hero would come from a hometown just like his, forgotten, seemingly insignificant, from no place, nowhere, Israel. Maybe you've heard of this tiny town. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. The Lord opened his prophet's eyes to see his hero who had come from zero, a hero who had come from this forgotten backwater town called Bethlehem with an historical marker of being King David's hometown, decaying in memory, 
from that town, a new king would come. A hero would emerge who would fulfill the Lord's cause. This hero would not bribe his way to the top of Jerusalem's throne. This hero was not bound by life circumstances or human opinion. This hero would not pound everybody into the ground so he and his ego could be raised up. No. This hero is the Ancient of Days. A name but three letters. I am. This hero would bring deliverance out of disaster. He would transform garbage into glory. He would be the greatest of rulers and yet the humblest of servants doing nothing but the will of him who sent him. He would reject everything the world was inclined to choose and he would choose everything and everyone that the world was inclined to reject. This hero would uncover his people who felt abandoned like Micah wrote, people who seemed scattered to the wind, the people of his promise. He would gather them again, those people who felt forgotten, who felt like zeros. Now how do you and I fit into this whole picture? Well, you and I find ourselves in Micah 5 verse 3. We hear our own voices singing alongside Mary's. You and I came from no place nowhere. In the eyes of the elite and influential of this world, we're considered to be insignificant, weak, forgotten. But that's not how Jesus looks at you. Even though we're so quick to identify much more readily with being zeros, not heroes, nobodies, not somebodies, Jesus shows you who you really are by faith. Now whether your name is Micah, Mary, or me, Jesus identifies you far differently. When you sit there wondering why in the world God would choose to love somebody like you or somebody like me, Jesus shows you how differently he views you compared to how we so often view ourselves. He looks at you as being a hero after his own heart. How do I know that? I know that because of the promise he's made here in Micah chapter 5. Listen to what he says. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord and the majesty of the Lord his God. In our zero-mindedness, he is mindful of you. As we wander in the fields of self-loathing and self-medicating, he pulled us from those fields into his pasture to be his sheep. He chose you. He laid down his life for you, his sheep. And this is who our heavenly hero is. He chose to be lifted up on a cross so he could lift you up in joy and peace forever. He longs to fill that hunger you have for hope and purpose. He seeks to bring you up in his name so that you can see yourself like he sees you. Blessed by grace. He's your hero who offers his help every minute of every day who longs to be at your side through the scripture. This is the Christ cycle. He calls out to zeros like you and me by nature. He calls to us through the voice of baptism and the voice of scripture. He pulls us from that cycle. He breaks that cycle of self-pity. He leads us back to him. He identifies us again and again as his children. He shows you who you really are by faith. Most highly favored, 
not highly favored and exalted because of what we've done, no, but because of who he is and what he's done for us. See, Jesus isn't the kind of hero who at the end of the movie alone stands tall above the enemy, no. He's the hero who pulls you in through the screen of Scripture that you can stand alongside him as a winner, as a victor in that fight. He gives you that glory that he doesn't, (laughs) he could keep it all for himself, but he chooses not to. He chooses to glorify his Father and he chooses to invite you to share in that glory of victory too. He's your hero who longs to save you, who longs to come near you, and yes, who longs to restore you. He's your hero who is also the hero maker. See, Jesus became zero so that by his grace he could transform you and me from zeros to heroes. And what does that heroic life look like for you and me? Well, let the Lord's words written here through Micah clue you in. They, that's you and me, will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. You and I are heroes by faith because we can live fearlessly. We live in a state of constant spiritual security. We live in a state of having spiritual strength no matter where we go. We live with our hero who has all the power in the universe and yet who chooses to serve you and me, the weakest of the weak. We don't have to live in fear. We don't have to dwell on our weaknesses. We don't have to worry about whether we're going to come through or not. Our shepherd hero gives us our life direction. He gives us hope. He gives us gospel motivation. So what does this heroic life look like for you and me? What's your own personal zero-to-hero story? What does your own Cinderella story look like on a day-to-day level? It looks like a husband who loves and respects his wife, not expecting anything in return, but doing so because he's motivated by the self-sacrificing love of his hero, Jesus. It means a mom who makes life sacrifice after life sacrifice only so to give her kids a glimpse of their Savior Jesus through her. It means a nurse or a teacher who in a very toxic work environment lets her light of faith shine with positivity and hope that can only come from Jesus, not being concerned about what other people think. It's when you, and you hear that voice of self-pity, that you listen to the voice of the shepherd instead. Reminding you who we really are by faith. And as God's grace and his gospel envelops every facet of your life, as his grace envelops every calling and context he's put you in, that's how his greatness reaches to the ends of the earth. As you read more and more of the grace he has for you, and as you really dwell on that and live that, that transformative grace, people see that. In the context and communities the Lord has specifically placed you in, so his grace can be seen through you and his grace can spread throughout this world. This zero to hero life story, it all started in a place that to the world was no place nowhere, at a place that nobody would have expected. It's at that manger in Bethlehem that we find the rarest of jewels, peace, And look at how our Lord describes that peace. 
he says, he will be our peace. It's at the manger that we find the content, the context, and the crux of meaning. It's there that we find peace. And Jesus promises to be your and my peace. He is your peace when all you can see and feel are your weaknesses and your shortcomings. He is your peace when life changes are happening a mile a minute and you have no time to process. He's your peace when you look back and all the regrets that you have. He's your peace when chaos is all around you. He is your peace because he will never stop reminding you of who you are by faith, a hero after his own heart. Just like the first king who came from Bethlehem, a restored, forgiven child of God. A mere few days from now, we're going to make that familiar trek to the cattle stall and we're going to see that peace up close and personal once again. But as these days keep approaching, and you know as well as I do, there's going to be stress and anxiety, but remember that your hero is already with you every step of the way. See your identity the way that he sees it. When you feel like a zero, remember your hero. When you are weak, he is strong. When all you see is weakness, remember he is your strength. This zero to hero story that you thought would be left untold can always be found at the manger below. Amen. And to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault, And with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be all glory, majesty, power, and authority, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen.